Have you ever had an idea, a goal, or passion, but find yourself stuck in the someday or maybe phase? Good morning, everyone. I'm Michelle Dufford, and this is the Goal Getters Podcast. On this podcast, we will interview incredible entrepreneurs who, just like you, had an idea, a goal, and a passion, and they said yes. They have put in the hard work and have made that idea a reality. On this podcast, we will explore what role Vision and Goals has played in each of these people's lives. We will talk about success and, yes, that scary F word, failure. And, of course, we'll have some fun along the way. We're glad you're here. Have a listen. Okay, good morning, listeners. We are here this morning with a very special guest, uh, <laughs> my uh, Nana, who is a business owner, was a business owner, a and a mother of four. So tell us, welcome to the show. Is this your first podcast ever? Mm-hmm. Okay, first okay. podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. About myself growing up, or? Yourself now. How old are you? Oh, yeah. I just turned 97 in August, 28. And I still feel real good about my age. I can get around. I do my own housework. Um, uh, I clean my little apartment. I love it. And I keep real busy here in my apartment um, at the Colonial Garden, which is a very nice place to live. A lot of activities. I do knitting, and I go down to craft. I do a lot of craft. Give it away because I don't need it. And um, what else I do? Oh, I do a lot of walking here. We have a long hallway with all the apartments, and after lunch, oh boy, I gotta wear it off sometimes, especially if I eat cake or ice cream or something like that. <laughs> so, what's your secret to still feeling good at ninety-seven? Uh, feeling good is make sure that I get a lot of rest, which I go to bed at. 7.30, and I get up at probably 5. Now that it's dark, I get up to quarter of 7. Oof. So I get to hurry up and get in the ladies' room here <laughs> and thinking, well, I sit here, I make my coffee, enjoy a little bit of the news, and then get myself showered and pick up my apartment, you know, whatever I have to do. I don't have to do much because I really love to keep it up. And also, they use my apartment as a model. That's right. And by a model, I mean we have empty studios. And some people say, oh, I can't put this, that, here, here, here. So they said, well, we like to show the one that's furnished. So they bring them in here, and they just love it. <laughs> they said, oh, i got to go home and clean my apartment. Or 
Oh, you're so organized. And he just loved it. Thank you very much. And I said, anytime. And if you want help, I'll, I'll help you decorate it. But I didn't decorate this place. My son, Brad, and Denise, my daughter-in-law, set it up for me. And they did a real good job. Yeah. So, you know, it's just comfortable and cozy and warm. Good. So tell us a little bit, because our listeners are business owners or people who want to start a business or people who have an idea, and I always find it interesting that you had four kids, you didn't have a license, you've never had a license, and you started a business. So what gave you the inspiration to start the business? Well, what year was it? Do we know? Oh, I would say... If I can get my mind going, I would say maybe 1960. 1960. So a woman in business in 1960. What was that like? I mean, I enjoyed every minute of doing what I do, such as baking cake. Uh, People would call me and say, you know, would you make a wedding cake? And I'd say, what date? Where is it going to be delivered to? A lot of my cakes were delivered to um, some hotels in Boston. Oh, really? And uh, the Hawthorne in Salem, uh, Salem Country Club. Uh, I couldn't keep up with my orders. I really had to stop. Because there were too many. I was the only person <laughs> that did it because I didn't want anybody involved in my baking. And I always started off from scratch, such as butter and the milk and flour and that. And also the favorite was most people loved the carrot cake mm-hmm. and cream cheese frosting and that was a hard cake to make, but didn't bother me. I enjoyed it. So in the 50s, yeah. you started the business. I've seen your business card, oh, so you had a business card. Yeah, I had a business card, right. And people would call you on the phone, on the telephone? Yep, they To put me. in an order? Yep. I, I, would, I, I always kept baby, and I had to tell people, I'm sorry, you know, I, I, I've got too many orders. I couldn't do it. Yeah. What were you, and you had kids. You had four kids. Well... The kids were good kids. Them days they were. <laughs> but they were good kids. They never bothered me. Never interfered in my business while I was... Well, most most of my baking was done during the day while they were in school. Okay. And that's when I did most of it all, when they were in school. I never worked at night because I had to tend to my husband for children, get them ready for supper and for bed and all that, so forth. But I really, I really loved baking. I started when I was 11 years old in the basement of my home, my mother's home, and it was a Glenwood stove, had four burners, and it had a little door. And I, all I ever made was cupcakes. And that was for the family of seven brothers that I had. And they used to tease me like, oh, they're awful. 
<laughs> and I'd say, well, don't touch them. And then they'd say, can I have another one? After saying they're awful. They meant they were good. Yeah. But the cupcakes really crack me up these days because they're really going like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. And that's all I ever made when I was 11, 12 years old. Mm. So, uh, and then you'd, deli- you'd take the order, you'd make the cake, you'd deliver it to the venue. Yeah, my husband would at nighttime, wherever. I, I got involved in a place called the Commodore in Beverly, the restaurant. And I used to make an average of maybe 36 a month. Oh, wow. And then we had, uh, they had a customer that came all the way from California. They ate there all the time. They came here, and they had to take a dozen of my little birthday cake that I used to make back home to California. Really? Because, you know, they were made from scratch, and they, they just never tasted anything so good. Oh, boy. <laughs> I agree. We've had your cake. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, and then how did people in the 50s pay you? Did they pay cash? Did they write checks? Like, what was that all um, like? I never took checks. In fact, I never took any money in advance. Mm. So that was good, but I should have because after I bought all the ingredients and, you know, Set up the cake and everything, and, but I never had anybody do that to me. Yeah, because it it was so good. You know. So, as a business owner, did you have to figure out how much it cost you to make the cake, right. your time, and yeah. all of that? That's right. Yeah. And yeah. in the fifties, how much was a wedding cake going for? Do you well, remember? Well, a wedding cake, I started off with uh, maybe say two layers. I would get fifty dollars. And then I, if they wanted uh, three layers, probably two hundred dollars. But wow. the carrot cake was three hundred. So I really, uh, how would I put it? I really, I really made off with the carrot yeah. cakes. And also, I do. I made uh, raggedy ant cakes. I made. Cut out cakes such as a ship, <laughs> or I made a baseball cake and a bat. Uh, all those fancy cakes. Also made uh, birthday cake were really big with me. Uh, it just I didn't even have to pass out cards. It just got mouth to mouth. You know? That's what I was wondering. You did? Did you? You yeah. didn't advertise? No. The, well, my neighbor, the Moran, they made cards for me. Business cards. But it was more or less people, oh, could you make me a cake? And I would say, who are you? And where do you come from? And so-and-so told me, and I was at a party. I had the cake. Uh, that was really, that made me real happy. And that's, yeah, so. that I think sometimes is the best yeah. way to do business. For my wedding cake for the grandchildren, mm-hmm. plus I think most every birthday or uh, Graduation. Yep. Uh, I really, really enjoy. I like bacon. In fact, now as I'm retired, I miss it. I think about it all the time. Oh, I wish I could, you know, make apple crisp or 
make the pie, and also I entered into the top field there. Oh, that's right. And won several, ribbons. several, several prizes. I've got tons of li- ribbons here. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't part with them. I just look at them once in a while because they're a little bit wrinkled. I should have hanged them out. <laughs> but they're there. Whoever wants them could have them and frame them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And your recipes do live on because you yeah. pass them along yeah, to right. oh, yeah. all of us. Some of my granddaughters and even my grandsons have some of my, they'll call me up and say, Nana, how do you do this? How do you make that? And such a joy to think that they, you know, ask me and also to think, gee, you know, calling Nana, they have some of my recipes. I'm really proud of yeah. them. Well, it's like your legacy is living on, right? right. Yeah. Something it, it, you it, it, were so passionate about at 11 yeah. is living on right. all on. these and, years later. You know, even now, uh, I have a grandson that lives in L.A., and he loves to make all and uh, spaghetti and meatballs and eggplant, and he's just crazy over it. Yeah. And then also my granddaughters. I think most of my grandchildren... Not well. I have one great granddaughter now. She's uh, what is she? Eleven? Ten? Yeah. And she, I think she's taken up some bacon also. So uh, yeah, that I'm really proud of them to think that they, you know, are picking it up. It yeah. makes me happy. And someday they'll say, "Oh, this is my grandmother's recipe." Sometimes you hear it on TV. Yeah. The channel, they'll say, oh, this is my mother, this is my grandmother, oh, this is my great-grandmother, which I am a great-grandmother. Yes. I'm really proud of it. Great-grandmother to how many? Yeah. Oh, let's see, I have, what is it, 11 or 12? I think it's 12. 12 great. 12 great and And nine nine grand. Grandchildren. Yeah. And I tell people, oh, my God, and they say, Gee, I don't have any. Could you give me one? And I said, as many as I have, you're not getting one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too good. So tell me this. I know we were laughing before we came on because you said, you said, hopefully the IRS doesn't listen to this because you didn't pay taxes on your business, which just cracks me up. Well, I don't know. I didn't make enough to, (laughs) to claim it. Did you have books? Did you sure. do all the bookkeeping? I kept a record of all I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see what I made in a year, what it was worth. Mm-hmm. I kept a record of, um, you know, the ingredients that I bought Yep. to see if I was ahead of it, which I was ahead of it. And to tell you what I did with the money, I never thanked it. Where I had four children, I had to buy shoes, I had to buy their clothes, and uh, out for the winter, and, um, you know, I, I did good. It helped out. It, yeah. really, it really helped out. And if I wanted something in the house, like uh, one time I saved $333, this house that I moved into, <clears throat> my home in Beverly had no cabinet. It was just an old-fashioned sink and old-fashioned radiator in there. So I had that all done. And for $33, I think I might have 
three, six, twelve cabinet, and then the counters below. Wow, for $333. Oh, I went for 333 Really proud of it. And then when I saw my house, the woman that came in to look at it, she said, wow, I'm going to keep it this way. I like old stuff. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say from your business was your biggest success? Um... Um, how would I put it? It was a big, it was a big one. Um, I think before my husband died, then I gave it up a little because, you know, you, you just lost it there for a while. Mm-hmm. Then I stopped. I didn't bake anymore, but. Boy, I get itchy when I sit here thinking, oh, I'd like to make a carrot cake, or I would like to make a apple crisp, which the kids all love. They call me when it's apple time. Yeah. And they get the recipe, but they still call Nana it. <laughs> That's right. So the success could be that it allowed you to have your legacy live on with right. your kids and your right. family. Right. And then what about any failures? Did you ever have any, like, horror story or did a cake, like, fall in delivery or any failure that you had in the business? No. I never did. Wow. I was very, very lucky the way, well, the the wedding cake was shaky. Uh, For instance, it was being delivered in February, and I had to take it all apart, layer by layer. Well, I shouldn't say layer, top, and had to deliver it to the Hawthorne Hotel in Salem. And what happened was the roads weren't plowed, I don't know how they're going to have this wedding when I'm going to take this cake back with me or not. But anyway, the streets weren't plowed. There was great ruts in the road, and the cake was. I had to sit in the back seat to make sure the cake was going to not slide all over. (laughs) But I didn't have any failure of any cake, no. It got there, and it Yeah, but one time, I'll tell you, when I was making little birthday cakes, I would say they were... Six inches round and about three inches high, decorated on the top and the bottom. Happy birthday on the top. Well, I made a whole tray. I made 12 that day, that afternoon. So then my husband came home. We had dinner. And we went, before we picked them up in the basement, oh, my God, what a tragedy. I blame Marianne for Chicken at them. <laughs> Each cake were had little bites on the frosting. Oh. And I said, Mary Ann, you know, and calling all the kids down, did you touch these cakes? And he says, No, Mom. Well, let me tell you what happened. I had in the basement a storage room and had a door to it where you keep um, storage jobs whatever you wanted to. So I said, I opened that door and out fly the bird and the bird ate the frosting on my cake. And they wanted those cakes that evening. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't bake. I couldn't frost it. You can't deliver a hot cake. Right. 
So I did a boo-boo. I took all the frosting off, but they didn't bite into my cake. Just the And frost. I had to frost them all over. Ugh. That's the only problem yeah. I had. That's business owner. I'm blaming my kid, and it's a bird. <laughs> Evidently got into my basement. I used to have a screen door down there. Yeah. And I think they might have been a crack or something they got in there. So that, oh that was really... That's funny. Did you have any other friends, any other women in the 50s that were business owners? He what? Did you have other friends or or other women that were business owners in the 50s? I had had one neighbor. And after her little boy went to school, she'd come over at 8 in the morning because you knew I was decorating the cake or making it. And we were very, very good friends. She used to come over and watch me. And I'll be done. She took my business away. Oh. Some of it. Some of it. Huh. <clears throat> and she'd come over and say, how do you do this and how do you do that? But she lied about everything. She didn't tell me she was doing it. But it didn't bother me. Yeah. It didn't bother my business at all. Yeah. She must have liked it, too. She wasn't the greatest. <laughs> oh, and then I went to uh, some class. That's where I picked up my cake decorating, too, was in uh, Beverly High. And the head one said to me, he said, you know, he said, you need to have a diploma to do cake decorating. I said, well, I only went to the second high because my mom was an ill person, and I had to stay home to help her. Mm. So I didn't do it. But then when I moved to California, that's where I got my training of doing cake decorating. Looking at the big bird outside. Oh, it's huge on the roof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's a big bird. Yeah, it's a big one. So, uh, you know, I, I just enjoyed every minute of it. Mm. And even when I joined the senior center, uh, they had me go down there and decorate cake yeah. that they had made. I said, sure, I'll come down. No bother. Just, I was so relaxed. I yeah. was never nervous making a cake. It was your passion. Yeah. Your gift. Yeah. So what would you tell our listeners if they're someone who has a passion or something they love to do, and maybe they're a little afraid to start a business? I'm uh, looking at someone who... Had no license, so you had to walk. I assume you walked to get the ingredients. Yeah. Did you yeah. walk to the store? Um, you know, we used to go to Market Basket in Danvers. Okay. And you know how I found out? I talked to one of the managers, and I said, you know, I'm baking. And he said, well, how can I help you? He said, well, we have sugar here that split a little bit, nothing no, nothing in it. Mm-hmm. And we had bags of flour. And I said, oh, great. How much, can, you know, I owe you. He says, nothing. I'm glad to get rid of it. So that that helped me a lot. Oh, wow. I used to go to him and get all the flour huh. and sugar. That was a yeah. great. So that, that really. Building relationships. Yeah, it really, yeah. you know, he would, because I was a customer there, too. So yeah. that really helped, too. Yeah. You know, going every Friday night. 
Yeah. Oh, so you'd get a ride on Friday night yeah, and get yourself set yeah, up for the weekend. My I used to go. My husband was such a good man. He took me everywhere. Even though I never drove, he was very, very good about everything I wanted or what I had to do. He's live right along with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> good old Grampy. Good old Grampy. Yeah. Good old Grampy. Yeah. All right. What would you tell the listeners? So if they have a passion or an idea and they have a little bit of, they're a little scared to start, what would you tell them? What's your words of wisdom to get out there and be following their passion? Um, first of all, I, what I did was I did train a couple of them to, you know, how to bathe, um, how to put the dolly under the cake first, and I had a turn, I buy one of those. I used to go to cake decorating school and buy all the stuff they had there. And I told them what to buy, what they needed, mm. and cake pans and all kinds of sizes. I'll tell you, it was, it, they really enjoyed, and if they had something to do with a cake, they didn't know how to do it, I said, bring the cake over. Mm. So that's how I started them, and, they, and I started three of them in business. So it sounds like you, what you would suggest to other people is to find a mentor. Yeah. Find someone else who has a similar interest right. to your passion. Yeah. Have them be your mentor because you were like the mentor to those right. other three women. Right. That's what I did. I enjoyed it. I helped and everybody. Teach. I'm I'm always helping somebody. I'm always willing to help somebody. I like people. I like to help people. And someday if I need it, I hope they turn around and help me. That's right. Because that's the type of person I you know I am. So all right, so you're 97, so tell us one of your goals for this year coming up. What are you working towards at 97? Well, I'm hoping that I am the same as I am. Um, people tell me, oh, you're not 97. I said, well, I was born 8, 28, 23. <laughs> no kidding. But look at you. I said, well, what do you do? What's the secret? And the secret is, in my book, is eat healthy. I never was a junkie. Never to this day. And when I cooked for my family, it was always, you know, mashed potato, baked chicken. Well, I would fry fish once in a while because that was the, the thing. Yeah. And I would make, uh, the man would come up the hill, ringing the bell, and I'd go out, and he had this pot with all ice and everything. And the kid, my kids would tell you, they remember me making fried clams. Oh, yum. Yeah, fried clams and fried chicken. And, uh, I, yeah, I, like I say, you know, it's all around me. I just, like I love people, I love to cook. Yeah. <laughs> So from, from 97 to 98, keep eating healthy. Keep surrounding yeah, yourself healthy. with good people. I get a lot of sleep. I get sleep to, to eight hours. And I exercise every morning. I exercise at night. And then I was doing exercise here for a while. But 
9.30 in the morning, I'm not ready. I'm really <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> I think you've earned it. Huh? I think you've earned it. I earned it right. They, you know, they, I mean, I'm in good shape. I don't really, I tell you the truth, I don't have a pain. It's just what I have now is going along with my age. Yeah. People will say, oh, I have this, I got that. I said, I don't want to hear it. We all have it. There you That's go. That's my motto. That's your motto. So, but I'm hoping to reach 100. Okay. I like it. High that's, five. That's the word I want. And I'm strong, very strong person. I hope it passes on to my children. I know it will if they follow me. Often my daughter-in-law, Denise, God love her, she would always say to me, Nina, I'm going to be like you. I would say to, to Denise, shoulders back, <laughs> put your belly in. Put your, she laughs at me. She says, I'm going to be just like you. That's right. And I'm proud of it because she's almost 70. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't. On look the go. Up. She don't look great at all. She's really in good shape. <laughs> so anyway, I hope it continues. I hope they all continue to follow what I did. Yeah. And I think they're all doing that. And in fact, they have a son. His name is Wayne. Um, he just started walking a lot. Probably a year walking the dog. He told me, he called me most every day and said, Mom, I walked the dog today. And he really looked a lot better than Good. Good. And then Brad liked to golf and play tennis. He's in great shape. And Marianne. She works in an office because she's working at home right now because everything, you know, with this virus going on, we all have to be careful and be safe. So uh, she loves to cook. She loves to bake. Oh, my God, I can't get over it. You bake just like I do. And then because I lost my daughter, Jeannie, she was more like a, a society woman <laughs> uh, and a... Uh, Beautiful housekeeper. Don't move anything in her house. If you move it, went right back in place. That's right. You know that. That's right. And so I lost her two years ago. But you know what I say? I, I, got to be real strong. I strong not for me. I was strong for the children. Yeah. If they saw me crying or moaning every day, that's not good. That's not healthy. So this way, I keep them all happy. And Good. of course, she's in a better world. I always tell everybody, she's in a better world today than what's going on. Yep. So. Yep. Like well, it. we wish you a healthy next three years to 100. We know we are, we'll be celebrating with you every year. Oh, yeah. We and you every year. Never miss. Even this right. year, it wasn't the crowd. Yep. But I it still did, was there. You know, but I did see the kid, and it makes me happy. Yep. Even a phone call yep. to say, happy birthday, Nana. Or a card. I don't need gifts. All I need is love. Because I always gave every one of my children and my grandchildren and great-grandchildren as I love you, love me. That's right. Well, we love you. I love you. I know. Kisses. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah, Lock them up. Lock them up. Lock them up right. to save them for later. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that you got to be on this podcast. I know. I just feel so great that the, 
the, the grandchildren really take a great interest in me. We you love know, you. I'm their grandmother, and they respect me. They love me, and that's the way I like it. That's right. I like it that way. And I wish them many, many, many happy years, and I pray for the children every day and every night that they all stay healthy. All right. Thanks, Nana. Yeah. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> You've been listening to the Goal Getters podcast powered by Create Possibility. If these stories are inspiring you and getting you excited to take the first step towards your goals, but you're still not sure exactly where to start, reach out today. Our contact information is in the notes. We do one-on-one coaching, group coaching, strategizing sessions, as well as we're launching a six-week program in September that you will be able to access virtually and learn at your own pace. There's no time like the present to start. Start now, start now, start now, and let's go.